You are now listening to an all-new episode of the Last Man Potting Podcast. I am Ahmad. I'm here with my co-host, Steve, and together we make the Last Man Potting. Steve, how the fuck you feeling this week? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm back to my Jesus content. So as Beyonce would say, I'm on the new vibration. All right. Well, yeah, that's 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 good. That that means we're getting positive, Steve, this week. Right? I don't know about that. You, you niggas better still if I call my phone. I still leave y'all niggas on red. I do kind of wonder what, what vibration Beyonce was talking about. Well, listen to that music. I was just like, what what vibration is this? I don't know. Well, at her church, they they drop it like a thotty. So yeah, is it's, that? It's definitely a different type of vibration out there. Is that the new vibration though? Is that is that uh what what vibration? You study that shit more than I do. The vibrations and all that. I don't even know what that stuff means. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out where where they're going with this whole like Vogue house music wave because yeah. we're, we're going to talk about Meg Thee Stallion a little bit later and, and she, she had some of that shit on her project too. So I don't know what the vibration is, but they're definitely curating a vibe like all of those yeah. uh, artists that are. Well, we won't say what they're a part of, but we'll just say at at a certain level in the music industry, they they're they're definitely pushing something. Yeah, we might have to. Uh, that might have to be the name of this week's episode: the new vibration. I'm not mad at it. I like that. <laughs> that sounds that sounds smooth. But um, but you know, speaking speaking of vibrations, before we uh, before we 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 get too deep into the episode here, you know, um, we always like to talk about music on the podcast, and I I've been uh getting back into like some of the music from like that 2010 2014 era that we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and the last couple of days i've been listening to uh wiz khalifa's early mixtapes like burn after rolling cushion orange juice and shit like that and you know it's it's funny when you forget that somebody like had had a decent rapping ability and then I I don't know if it was success or money or whatever, but they just seem like they're not trying as hard to uh to to like really prove a point in the booth. And and Wiz is just like an extreme example of that because it seemed like after after Cushion Orange Juice, like his rapping ability just like kind of fell off a cliff. Cause like before that, he was actually trying to be like a little a little East Coast spitter on on his on his mixtape. So I I don't know what happened. What what do you think happened, Steve? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, maybe I, I think certain people they just have a, a like a time limit or a cap on what they can do, possibly. But you know, maybe like you said, it might just be the money. You know, you make a couple of those black and yellows or whatever you made for Fast and Furious. It's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm just gonna keep making this uh, fast food bullshit. You know, he he got to the new vibration, I guess. <laughs> Well, I, well like Wiz might have to find a different vibration because, like, it, it, his vibration now is very—he he has like a little bit of a violent aura. This nigga yeah. in the club talking about "get off me, bitch!" <laughs> like, yeah, so like that's—that's not—that's not the Wiz that I grew up on. Well, you know, I, I think sometimes you know, uh, you might be tapping to certain energies, maybe on accident, maybe on purpose, because that's what I found out. Like, I was like, wow. Th- Everything that happened was on accident in my situation. Where I turned very angry for a while. But well, yeah, you, you called you called that the the junkyard dog, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I had got to a point where, uh, like, my subconscious mind just took over. And I was just operating off of pure carnal energy, and I was just in that just pure hatred. 
<laughs> is yeah. that like is is that like when Deontay Wilder was beating up um Berman Stavern and he said <laughs> he, he was like I, I was watching me whoop his ass from outside of my body. I don't no, nah, I don't think it was because I didn't feel like I had an outer body experience, but it, it was definitely the the the, uh, the dark side definitely took over. I'll say that. <laughs> well, you know, like like we're definitely gonna have to do an episode where we uh, we analyze the junkyard dog and and we 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 fully explain what the junkyard dog is because yeah. for the people out there, like we're not doing it any any justice with this conversation right now because the period of time that Steve was talking about the the couple of phone conversations that we had were so, were so drastic and yeah. like like crazy that uh yeah like when, when he says that there was like a different energy going through him like that was that was the definition of a of a new vibration that that junkyard dog shit because i've known steve for 20 years and i'm like who who the fuck am i talking to right now you, you know what's funny uh, the other, uh our mutual we have mutual friend that said the same thing to homie andrew davis he's like yeah that's not steve <laughs> yeah i was like who is this guy <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely like darth city to the back of my body good yes evil good yeah, but we're we're, we're going to uh, let y'all get to know us a little better in, in our normal form before we start introducing the Junkyard <laughs> Dog, because that shit might scare a couple of listeners. Yeah. Junkyard Dog is not to be played with. But uh, getting into some some of the topics that we have this week, we got a lot of shit to talk about. And, um, you know, seeing that we st- started with the Junkyard Dog, um Let's get into this ASAP Rocky situation because it, this was a very junkyard dogish moment that he had where he allegedly um, shot at ASAP Bari in uh, a case that's being brought to court right now where he's pleading non guilty. He has pleaded not guilty to two assault charges with a firearm in connection to a shooting that happened in Hollywood last November. Um, it says that he allegedly pointed a gun at a former friend during an argument. Prosecutors say he later fired that weapon twice in the direction of the victim who sustained a minor energy, uh, a minor injury. Um, uh, he, is, he was released after three hours after posting a $550,000 bail. The person that he shot out is ASAP Re- ASAP Relly, who says that Rocky lured him to an obscure location in Hollywood to discuss a disagreement. It says that after uh, the argument, Rocky pulled out a gun and pointed it in his direction and fired multiple shots. Relly says that he was struck by projectile fragments in his left hand and required medical attention. And he's seeking $25,000 in damages as well. So, you know, this is interesting because it kind of mirrors the situation that Meg Thee Stallion had with uh, Tory Lanez. Um, the whole shooting in my vicinity, but not shooting me. And maybe I got hit with some debris or, you know, ricochet or something like that. Um ASAP Rocky, you know, he talks about some gangster shit in his music. I never really believed him because he also was calling himself a uh, uh, pretty bitch. Or was that little B calling himself a I forget. He, he called himself something that was pretty or didn't sound too, um, yeah. too d- d- didn't sound too rough and tumble. So I, I never really took him seriously. But if this story is true, 
Um, is ASAP Rocky like on the uh, on the list of rappers like the Baby and all them? That's a little bit too gangster for this shit. Because uh, he did have a um, a moment in England uh, or, or somewhere over there um, overseas where he had got locked up for like an altercation. Was that last year? A couple years ago? Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. The, it was like a little fight in the street, and he yeah, a little scuffle. I think something the like fans were harassing him or something. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what, too? In fairness to uh, Mr. Rocky, I'm sure he's under a lot of stress right now. He's got that billionaire lady uh, that, that's pregnant. Um, you know, she might be in the crib flexing on him, talking about how she make more money than him. So anything might could set you off in a certain environment where, you know, uh, maybe the homies complaining about, you know, certain money. Uh, you know, mob member may feel like, you know, ASAP not holding up the, or Mr. Rocky's not holding the group down like how he's supposed to. So who knows what happened? I'll be interested to see if there's more detail in regards to what led up to the altercation. Well, the, the ASAP mob has has been falling apart in the last couple of years where there's been some public disputes with, uh, I think it was ASAP Bari got accused of some sexual misconduct and he was publicly kicked out of the group. Um, Ferg and Rocky had some public disputes. And I, I think they kicked Ferg out of the group too. And, and now you hear about... Um, this member Relly getting getting shot at by Rocky allegedly. Um, it, it seems like that whole ASAP movement is not as tight knit as it once was. But I think a lot of that probably was attributed to ASAP Yams. You know, he put the whole he put the whole thing together, yeah. and you know he's been gone for a long time now. So maybe those dudes don't have a a, a close bond that really holds them together because it, it does seem like there's a lot of strife in between them. Yeah, was Yams like the the Phil Jackson this thing? Because I definitely look at Ferg as like the the Scotty Pippen of this thing. But well, yeah, guys, yeah, like ASAP uh, Yams, he's the mastermind of this shit. He put he put the shit together. Yeah, yeah. So because I, I don't see like a lot of those guys don't really have. I don't see where these guys fit in all together. Like because yeah, ASAP Nasty made a little bit of music, right? Like wrestling cats, it's almost like. Wu Tang, you got all these affiliates and all this is like who's part of the, the ASAP mob, who's not? I mean, I'm looking at Wikipedia. It shows like ten past members, um, in comparison to thirteen people that are supposed to be in it now. So yeah, that there's a there's a lot of people, and it show and it says that they've had uh, a couple of members die in the last couple of years too. Somebody named ASAP Snacks. Um, somebody named ASAP Josh and somebody else named China. I don't know who any of those people are, but, uh, yeah. So a lot of shit going on with the ASAP mob. Hey, hey Rocky, man, get, get your boy a call, dude. I'll be a funky for the ASAP. Like, I give ASAP Steve a call. I'll come out there and just sit around and look tough. <laughs> and I don't got a rapper or nothing. Hey man, I'll be ASAP Steve. Let's make that happen. How can I be ASAP Steve? ASAP Steve. ASAP <laughs> Steve. Hell, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with the with these rappers, um, you know, we we've had this conversation with with the baby a lot, and then uh, you know, we've we've had this conversation with uh, Styles P a couple weeks ago, running up on the cops and all that type of stuff. Is is it true what Boosie says that hip hop is being a rapper is the most dangerous job in America? Like, cause th- there's a lot of sh- shoot shootouts and robberies and 
home invasions and shit. You, you're always hearing about these rappers. Like, is there any truth to that? How much of that are these guys putting themselves in that situation, though? Like, even that clip of Styles, it's like you running up on the police talking about, you hold up, dog. You don't do that, dog. So, I mean, it's possible, but, like, you know, it might just be, like, if you're – this is the thing, too. If you're uh, speaking certain things, whether it's on Wax, whether it's on a podcast, whether wherever you speak at it, you might be bringing that energy to your life in other ways. It, it, that energy might be manifesting itself and how you operate. So if you talk about how you shoot the guy, you might have to shoot a nigga now. So, I, I mean, sure, but, you know, words have power. So maybe rappers should stop talking about how you shoot niggas and how you do all this to the ops. You know, I think it was T.K. Kirkland. He said it one time that, uh, you know, Biggie and Tupac, they spoke a lot of death in their music and where somebody like Jay-Z spoke about getting money and you see how their lives ended up. Um which is, you know, that's that's an extreme example, but I, I do think that some of these rappers um, might not be the tough guy that they put on wax before they became a rapper, but once you have the money and the power and all of that, it, it kind of puts you in a position to play the tough guy role a little bit too much, and you end up in situations like this where um, they say that, you know, according to ASAP Rally. He lured him to this location and he had it and Rocky had a couple of guys with him um, when they were, you know, having this disagreement or whatever it was about. So, you know, kind of like, you know, being the bully in the situation of, yeah, come here, little nigga. And then using the gun to intimidate him. I, I, I'm a big uh, opposer to that. Like, you know, you, you can't just be shooting guns in people's direction, trying to intimidate them. Like guns are should be used for life or death only like it's not a yeah, toy if you bring it up if you bring out the gun you got to kill somebody or, or you should be ready to kill somebody like, yeah it's a self-defense <clears throat> tool it shouldn't be an intimidation tool or, or any of that type of stuff so we'll see we'll keep an eye on this case we'll see how, how it works out i was looking forward to some new music from rocky because um he put out that's my bitch a couple of months ago about rihanna i like that song i think it's dope it's been in the rotation lately. Um, they just had the baby, so I, I thought the album might might got might have gotten delayed because of that. But now that he's he has this case pending, who knows if he's gonna put any music out anytime soon. So hopefully, uh, you know, the truth will come out in the situation and that should'll work out however it's meant to work out. I, I won't I won't uh pr- put any predictions on it. Do you think uh Riyadh is gonna put a ring on it? Is, is this a, is are you saying this is like a a uh, Nicki Minaj Meek Mill situation where? <laughs> well, I hope not. What, what, what did Drake say? It's like is that a world tour or your girls tour? Is is it one of oh, those sort of deals? You know it's funny though they don't they don't uh, they still promote the baby mama culture and hip hop though they they do not none of these people will get married for nothing. <laughs> it's just it's just like yeah duh, that's that's my bitch. That's not my wife. This is my bitch. Yeah, no, that's his bitch. Yeah, that's my like, bitch. Yeah, you gotta listen to the song. Like the, the the lyrics are so degrading. He was like, yeah, roll, he's like, roll my blunt, be my cunt. I'm like, what? Like that's yeah, that's, that's, that's how you talk about your baby moms. That's that new vibration, I guess. I I keep fucking forgetting. Um, more on the new vibration. 
<laughs> now they're bringing the, the new vibration into the church. We, we've talked about this um, in a couple episodes since the beginning of the podcast. These uh, these pastors that like to shine, you know, they're not your old school pastors that we grew up on. Um, you know, the, the, the Southern Baptist teachers and all of that type of stuff. These, these new type of pastors, they, they like, they like to have a little drip on them, whether it's showing up to the service with a million dollars worth of jewelry, pushing the Bentley. Um, you know, as Creflo Dollar once said, um, I need some new plane money from y'all. And if I find out they got people on Mars, I'm going to need some money for a spaceship so I can teach them the gospel on Mars. Um, and this week, a Kansas City pastor who shall remain nameless because I don't know his name and I'm not about to look it up right now. But the shit is viral. You can look it up. Um, he got in front of his congregation and proceeded to call them broke, busted and disgusted because. uh they didn't get him the new Movado watch that he asked for. I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. You can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my chief sons and daughters. So, um, there's a couple different ways I want to break this down. And if you're not, you know, into spirituality or anything like that, feel free to fast forward to the next timestamp, maybe about 10 minutes. Because... The first thing I want to say with this guy and with these types of preachers in general is they get up there and they present themselves as a conduit between the Most High and their congregation, but they contradict the teachings that are in the scriptures and all that when they behave in this way. But you hear the the congregation cheering them on, rooting them on, and supporting this type of bullshit. So my question is, like, without getting any deeper than that, do the people that go to these type of churches, are they just getting what they deserve being led by these type of dudes, or are they being taken advantage of? I'll say it's a little bit of both, but I, I think for me, like, I don't even understand how you could sit there and listen to somebody talk to you like that, like... To me, that deserved more of a slap than Chris, the Chris Rock and Will Smith thing. Like, I might get up on my seat and just slap the hell out you. You talk to me like, tell my kid about Red Lobster money. That's none of your business. Like, keep my keep my Red Lobster money out of your fucking mouth. Yeah, because so. because it's like like to me, you know, if you want to go scripturally, I do not recall. You know, I, I don't know the Bible, you know, front and back. I don't have it memorized, but I don't recall a scripture where let's just say Christ, for example, he was in the streets with the people. I don't recall him ever asking them for money. I don't recall him ever asking them to give him, you know, different things to come to him and honor him with gifts and all of that type of stuff. I recall him in the scriptures saying that, you know, detach yourself from the worldly bullshit and reconnect to the father. That's what I remember the teachings to be. 
but you know this dude is a pastor and he's he's preaching something else and the people there seem to think that what he's teaching them is accurate because they're like yeah, yes it does yeah you can get them a bottle for cheap i don't know what's up i i threw my honey in the offering basket so so it's it's like Maybe these people like they 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 agree because that's what they want too. They want to shine just like the preacher wants to shine, so they want to hear a preacher stun on them. And to me, to me, like that shit sound like a rap intro. Like yes, you know, did. like that's that sound like some West guy, some West Side Gun shit where he'd be like, "Yeah, you broke ass niggas, y'all niggas still broke." Like I, you you're not it's supposed something. to you're not supposed to hear that shit at, at church. <laughs> Sounds like a comedy sketch, really. Like, I, yeah, I don't know who yeah, talks well, like that. When I first saw it, I was like, this can't be real. This audio has no. to be dubbed or something. But then we got the apology. So <laughs> like, that's how I knew it was real. So let, let's, let's go that's to the apology. The apology. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know how they do, Steve. Like, they pop shit apologize. Just ask his. My name is Carlton Thunderberg. I'm the senior pastor of church right here in Kansas. <laughs> 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 he, he sound like his mom is like standing there making him apologize yeah. to the class for acting up. But, but, but go, go, go ahead, Carlton Thunderbird. Go, go ahead. <laughs> there is context behind the content of the clip. No context will suffice to explain the hurt and anguish caused by my words. I have spoken to those I am accountable to and have received their correction and instruction. I have also privately apologized to our church who has extended their love and support to me. See, now, that's a key thing that he just said to me, where he said, I spoke to those that I'm accountable to and was corrected. And then he said, I spoke to the congregation and apologized. So he's saying he's not accountable to his congregation. He's accountable to, you know, whatever clergy or priesthood or whoever is empowering him to stand in front of a congregation and be a leader. But that's the thing that I think a lot of people gloss over with this type of shit. It's like these guys are not here to help you. They're not here to get give you a closer connection to the most high or any of that they're there to for self-aggrandizement and to collect your money in service of their power structure let's take it back down the level to just get back into the apology let's let's see the other bullshit that he has to say the video clip does not reflect my heart or my sentiments toward god's people yet that's not discernible in the clip therefore i offer this since evening sincere apology to you today no context could erase the words i used i apologize to all who have been hurt angered or in any way damaged by my words yeah i took a lot of notes uh, on what he was saying because i've said a lot of things in regards to women on this podcast so uh if we ever get to the next level i, I know how to apologize now so hi my name is steven junkyard dog johnson <laughs> <laughs> Said a lot of things about progressive women on the podcast. There's no context. <laughs> what do you say? No, <laughs> the, the context. Uh, I spoke to uh, who I'm accountable for. There's no context. What the fuck? What? 
What does that even mean? What the, it doesn't mean anything. That. Like that's what I'm saying. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. He doesn't mean it. He still wants the Movado watch. He still like like he said in the clip. He said, "I could tell y'all broke, busted, and disgusted by the way you're honoring me." Yeah. Meaning he wants his people to honor him. He is not poor righteous teacher. He's not here to 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 sacrifice his individuality for the sake of the people. He's here to shine off of the backs of the people. He's here to build himself up off the backs of the people. Like, no, bro. Like, like, no. Like, you know, if niggas still want to go down there on Sunday and and give him money or listen to what he has to teach them, good for them. I mean. Nobody's perfect. You can't. Maybe the guy just was having a bad day or some shit. I, I give him that benefit of the doubt. But can you be a leader of men and you behave like that? No, not in my opinion. No, you 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 can't teach me too much, bro. Hey, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of brothers on on, on these corners uh, claiming to be Israel. I was talking about it's the last days. And Ezekiel talked about guys like that, uh, called them false prophets in Israel when, when God was about to destroy Jerusalem. So might be signs of the times. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, I never get too deep into the signs of the times because I feel like that probably has been said by people since, you know, Revelations was written. Because there's so many incidences in history where shit was just going left that I'm sure people were saying 300 years ago, yo, it's signs of the times. Like, you know, the, sh- sh- shit is just bad out here. But so, <laughs> so like, I, I think, I think it, it all, everything's running its course the way, it, the way it's meant to. But I just know yeah. that, you know, these guys that are members of, you know, whatever you want to call it, priesthood, clergy, men of the cloth or whatever they continue to show you over and over again that the majority of them do not have your best interests in heart i'm sure there's some good ones out there you know i got some family members that were that are pastors or whatever and i i I didn't really see false moves from them but these dudes are out here taking your money every week you no 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 just no like it's bad enough you gotta give the government money before you before you feed your family. Don't don't go down here and give it to this dude so he can like he said so he can get a new watch so he can come into yeah. church and stun on y'all niggas with a watch that y'all can't afford. Cause what did he say? He's like you can't even afford it. You're broke, but I gotta play it again. That's that's so fucking crazy to talk to people like that. I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your red lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John knit. Y'all can't afford it no how. That's pretty painful. That's pretty <laughs> insulting. I would have been waiting for that nigga to park on my for real for real. You, you called me broke, busted, and disgusted. No. Oh. <laughs> Not I when I came down here to, to, to try to better myself on a Sunday. Yeah. Like, I, I, no, I came we, down yeah. here to, to, to praise and worship. <laughs> And, and not not to get called broke, busted, disgusted because yeah, you yeah, want yeah. a new watch. No, we got fight now. Um, so the the next place I wanted to take this, taking it off of the the spiritual religious realm of it, is just 
these so-called leaders, whether it's religious leaders, political leaders, social leaders that continually ask the people for money and offer, whether it's uh, fantasies in return or ideas, ideology, whatever, however you want to put it, they, they, they offer you that in return for your hard earned money. And, uh, one of like the biggest guys in, in this area is, uh, is Dr. Umar. He, he's been known to say things like this. Give me your great money. I don't want your Louis bag money. I don't want your Mercedes money. I don't want your weave perm haircut and Jordan Timberland money. Give me your grits. Or like, you know, if that, if, if that doesn't sound too uh, egregious to you, there's, there's moments like this. Thank you, sister Avanti, $10 coming on the cash app. Thank you, sister. Next time, make it 20, but thank you for that 10. I know you barely had that. Thank you, sister. Where I, I just don't see like, you know, I like I like Umar. A lot of stuff he says, I think he, he gives out some valid information on uh racial history and how that's impacted the school system and society and all that type of stuff. But when it comes time for him to provide something tangible to people for the financial support that they've been giving them. He'll say he needs people to do free HVAC work on the school building that he's supposed to be opening. Or he'll say, um, instead of buying grits, give me the money. Or in that situation there, oh, you only donated 10 next time, make it 20. It just shows to me that these people, they don't care about the people. They care about their bottom line. That's why they're always asking the people for money. Like all, all of the leaders or, or sages or you know, prophets, whatever words you want to put on the historically great men that have walked the face of this earth. I don't recall very many of them or any of them really that can fit that 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 category asking the people for money, asking poor people for money at that, because th that's what you're doing. Ultimately, you're chastising poor people and asking them for your money, which is which is wicked. It's like. That that's not how you build up a country. That's not how you build up a, a nation. That's not how you build up a, a group of people on the backs of poor people. That's not how you do it. I'll say this. I mean, what Umar's doing, I kind of feel like that's more or less his business. I, I don't like that, Pastor, because you're trying to take something that is supposed to be, you know, divine to people like you know spirituality salvation you're making it you're, you're willing it down to you are the only person that you come to for salvation you have to donate your money in regards to what umar is doing you know that, that's kind of something else I, I think it's the same because if you're saying like you know yeah. you, like the the pastor he's he's offering eternal salvation Umar's right. offering salvation on earth, saying that if you give me money, I'm going to build a place where you can educate your kids the right way and take them out of the European power structure and all of these things that are causing problems on earth. I'm going to fix them. You just got to give me your money. And, and people have been giving him money for years. They don't get anything in return. Same as people going down to the church. They give money for years and they don't get anything in return. Where at the church, they'll say, oh, we need money for this project, that project, the other. We're going to build this. And the money gets donated in the project. Oh, there were delays. The, you know, we couldn't do it because of blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I think it's the same thing.
Like because you're you're you're, you're, off, you're offering people something positive, they're believing in you, and you, you're not giving them anything in return but words. Yeah, Umar might be an honest man. It takes a long time to build a school, so I'm giving him the benefit. Of the <laughs> Does it? You got you got to get permits and stuff, man. It's, bro, it's, bro, like all, all I'm saying is when somebody stands in front of the people and. They continuously ask poor people for their money. It's like you're not asking, you're not trying to get the money from the government. You're not trying to get the money from rich people or any of this. You're sitting there chastising poor people, talking about, oh, you only gave me ten. Next time, make it twenty. But I know yeah, ten crazy. is all. I know ten is all you had. I I think they all are cut from the same cloth. They're just selling something different. Like they're all people coming in the name of where I'm going to I'm going to help the the people. But really, I'm just going to help myself by taking their money. Like, no, like I, I, I would respect it more if you just come over on this side. Say you're a capitalist, like do, do like Tariq Nasheed. Tariq Nasheed will sell you a documentary. He'll sell you a museum. He'll sell you all of this different shit. But. When you see him on vacation on his on his IG with his wife with the fat ass and all that shit, I don't feel no type of way because he ain't lied to nobody. Right. He, he, he said, I'm going to give you a documentary if you give me $20. Umar says right. he's going to get you a school. There's no school. The preacher says he's going to give you salvation, but he's teaching you lies. He's not, he's not teaching you the scripture. He's not teaching you detachment from this earth and deep internal contemplation. He's saying that you'll get closer by honoring me with a new watch. Hell no. We already getting fucking raked over the coals by the government, you know, with with these outrageous taxes and they send all your money overseas to the Vatican or wherever the fuck they fucking send it. Don't don't you come in here and offer me bullshit and ask for my money and then ask the government not to charge you taxes. That's the shit that make me mad. Like, get out here and earn your money like everybody else. Uh, let's let's move on. But you know, y- y'all people can can bullshit down there with these fucking charlatans if you want to. This man said you not honoring me. That's different. <laughs> that is different. That, that man got a set of balls on him. You not honoring me. I know you still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. Give me your grit money. <laughs> Yo, that's the same person. That's the same person. <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying. That's the same motherfucker, man. So, you know, uh, af- after that, I think it's only right that we change the tone of the podcast here. And um, we talk about little animal behavior. Wow, like a Just a fucking animal. Bark like a dog. Come on. We ain't nothing but mammals. What kind of animal smokes marijuana at his own confirmation? So this week for animal behavior, we go to Instagram as as usual, uh, where there's a clip of a of a man um, discussing sexual dynamics and how he intends to uh, survive in the current in the current sexual climate. 
They can make an otherwise sane woman irrational. That's why I take a calculated concoction of supplements to achieve peak performance. 100 milligrams of pre-workout creatine. Gas station pill gives me enough of a boost to ruin any woman's life. One time Rev was doing, I ain't had it. So I hit up a girl who I knew was making six figures and told her to come through. I put my heart and soul into every stroke and left her thoroughly digmatized. She offered to move me in her spot the next day. Good wood can open a lot of doors for you, gentlemen. Just be careful. Great power comes great responsibility. Stay toxic. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Clown shit. Go get your go get a fucking job, dude. Like, what the fuck? Like, I think niggas got to get out of that like mentality of, oh, I'm down bad. Let me go mess with a chick, and I'm gonna take this concoction and I'm gonna have good sex with her, and then I'm just gonna take the money and roll out. It's like, how are you gonna? And then because the cats be on the other side of the spectrum talking about, oh yeah, the girl did that to me. Of course, like, see, like you said, this is animal behavior. We got to get out of that mentality. Man. I don't like it at all. I don't endorse that. No, like, fellas, do not do what he talked about. You're going to get your stalkers. You're going to have all types of problems. And then you get the chick pregnant. You're going to be, you're going to have even more problems after that, man. That That's complete bullshit. I, hell no. That's that's that new vibration. <laughs> Just keep on that new vibration shit, man. Fuck that. Go get a job, man. I'm old school as it gets, man. I get down bad. I, I'll dig ditches. I'll do, I'll, I'll be a trash man. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, no, that's corny. Is it? But at least she's getting something in return. It's not like these guys that are like, you know, they want the grit money and your 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 St. John money. He's saying, I'm going to give the best performance I can possibly give. And all he's looking for in return, a little place to say, a little something hot on his plate. Like, that's that's not a fair trade. That pastor was giving a great performance. Like, so, you know, it's probably in the same vein. Pastors give it a hell of a performance. I'm sure people were getting something out of that. It's, it's, it's the same thing. You give <laughs> like it's it's energy. So it's just you know you're giving that woman a different level of energy. But it's it's all energy. It's all negative. So going back to the animal aspect, um, what do you? How do you feel about the amount of effort that he's putting into you know developing the right formula for his performance? Like you know I I go to the gym. I take a little creatine before the gym. I might salt my water, might even take some simple carbohydrates before I go so I can perform at a high level. He's saying he goes to the gas station, gets a gas station pill, does some creatine. I think he I think he said a couple milligrams of caffeine in there to, for his uh, peak performance. You, you don't respect the 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 level of chemistry that he's getting into to perform, Steve? I think I respect him more if he put that effort into like making some real money and not trying to like take advantage of low self-esteem women. Like that's not necessarily respectable. I mean, I guess like you said, from a scientific standpoint, if you measured out, uh, if I take three milligrams of creatine, four cups of coffee and, and do all that, like, you know, maybe you have a scientific eat. But see, and at that point too, why not just sell that? Why not sell that to other guys who are struggling in the bedroom? Like there's so many other ways that you could do, like you can handle your business. Be a real entrepreneur, man. Like, no, nah, you don't have to pimp anymore. It's not the 1940s. So the so lesson was, here is that you should take your animal energy, channel it into a new vibration, and start selling a product. That, that, yeah. that, that, that's what I got from what you just said. It's like like that, that little concoction. I, if I, you know, if I had a young lady, I might take that little concoction you're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? But. I'm not going to take it to like, oh yeah, I need a place to stay for a couple of weeks. No, <laughs> like, go to your grind and get a place to stay. 
So like it's not like the 1940s when brothers was coming out of Jim Crow and they were struggling to, to make it within the system. There's so many ways to get money now. Like you don't got to do that no more. Yeah, he's showing you a way to get money. That's no, not just, no. No, no, just just no. Not for me. I mean, you can do that if you want to. No, I'm all right. I'm employed. I'm exactly. That's what I'm talking I'm, about. I don't like, do shit like that. Like who's yeah, who's doing that? Like that's not that's not uh grown that's not what grown men are supposed to do. That's some baby boy shit. Like it's corny. Like, get that out of here. Get yeah. him all the way out of here. That is definitely some baby boy shit. That is that, that is the definition that is some shit Jody would do in a heartbeat. I'm not endorsing that. Alright, well that that's you know, that's a quick one, but that was animal behavior for this week. Um uh, moving on to Another new segment that we have, this is the 1-4 flat. For those of you that aren't familiar with basketball, 1-4 flat is kind of like an isolation play. So this is the part of the podcast where we just spread out and, you know, give Steve a lane to work. Um, you know, I can't, I like to come across a clip during the week that I think is provocative and I'll play that for Steve just to see how he'll how he'll react because you never know what Steve's gonna say. So without further ado, this is the one four flat. Fly me here, fly me there, feed me this, feed me that. That's all the B type shit. But I mean, that's feel like to an extent it's probably always been that way since the beginning of time. No, but, it's but, not. But, now, but look, but look, but now I feel like the exchange ain't the same. See, I feel like. Back in them days, a chick would want that shit from a nigga she actually love or care about and then be willing to, like, yes. deal with the nigga and put up with all of his shit, and, and, and you feel me? And they build that together, really loving and holding the house down and shit in exchange for, like, the food, the, the clothes, the meals, all that. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, don't want to eat five-star and don't even want to cook for a nigga. How that work? Yeah. So that was uh that was Brent Fires. Um, yeah, it sounded like that. It, it sounded like one of his damn songs. So what is it alludes to something? Yeah, that yeah <laughs> that, that was uh that was Brent Fires discussing his uh his thoughts on you know the the I guess the return on investment that he's getting in these dating situations right now, and uh, you know Steve is typically pretty passionate about about this topic so how do you feel about what Brent said there about how he's not getting um an adequate return for for what he's putting out what he, I don't, I don't what he's bringing to the table i don't know if i'm that passionate about any of those things i mean you know here's the thing though i think people have to decide like what they want like somebody like a brent fires it's like well, what are you trying to get out of that like, you you're doing all this five-star stuff it almost goes back to your guy, uh, what was that last week or the week before? He's talking about all these, you gotta bring a gazillion virgins or whatever. Hey, break so a virgin, you have yeah. To, yeah, so you have to think about like the energy behind it and what are you doing it for? Like, what are you, are you doing it just to try to keep this person infatuated and why are you trying to do that? So, uh, for somebody like Brent Fias, like his music kind of speaks for like, like, I think if you're a guy and that's the only thing that you have in your bag, like, why would a woman really respect that? It's like, I'll just, I'll feed you five star. Like, what's the rest of you? Like, what, what's going to keep somebody like, like, how do you find those connectors that like will keep a woman interested in you beyond just the find you out in the five star restaurants and stuff like that? Cause if you don't really have no wisdom, it's like, you know, why would somebody be that interested in you? But uh, on the other side of the coin, we're in a consumerist, uh, type of materialistic type of uh, 
society. So there's never going to be enough for anybody. Like if you, if that's how you live your life and you're only living your life from the physical, then why would you think it would be enough? Why would you think somebody like that would be happy if they're overindulgent and that's how they do it? And it's just more and more, more give me, give me, give me. Like it's almost like, you know, you're spoiling the child. It's like a child's never, never going to get to a point where it's like, Oh yeah, I appreciate this now. Now that you've given me the hundred thousand that I wanted, I absolutely appreciate it. I love you so much. Like it's not like that's not how the game is played. Like I, I don't know. I, I just you know don't understand that, these guys. That, that's actually a really good point uh, because I I wasn't looking at it that way, but I think that's what some of these guys are expecting when they substitute you know money or whatever it is that they have for an actual connection with a with a female. It's I'm just going to keep giving you shit and eventually you'll appreciate it. But it's like, no, like people that live their lives like that will never appreciate it. They'll just always expect more. So, yeah, that, that's that's a pretty good point. I have good points every week. I always give you people wisdom. You just don't appreciate shit. They try to call a nigga like me a negative narcissist. Like, no, I'm just giving you the game. I'm giving you truth. You're not used to hearing truth. So when you hear it, you think it's negative. Ignorant motherfuckers. It's, it's your delivery. <laughs> it, it's the same as that preacher like if he would have got up there and humbly said you know look times is getting hard like baby needs some milk or some shit can you please bless me with a love offering this week they probably would have flooded the basket but when you got up when you get up there you say you're not honoring me no well that's crazy <laughs> I, see i don't talk like that i just talk about leaving you niggas alone by yourself me getting his money and being away from you. Nothing wrong with that. So you just gonna get a bunch of money to bo- to become a hermit? I'm I'm a hermit now. I'm just gonna be a, a money a money hermit. Yeah, no, you you got a ball, Steve. <laughs> like like if you're not gonna ball, like what 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 the fuck is the point? Because all that's gonna happen is somebody else gonna inherit the money and they are gonna <laughs> ball with it. So you might as well do something with that shit. Well, fuck them. You know, when we do this podcast, sometimes we end up talking about artists or music that we probably wouldn't talk about this much in our personal conversation or our personal listen time. So, so, so Steve sent me a song earlier this week called Southside Royalty Freestyle from Megan Thee Stallion. And it features Sauce Walker, Lil Kiki. Uh, a few other people from Houston. Um, I I always like Dirty South music, so I thought it was dope. And I decided to press play on Meg's album after listening to that song because I said this song is dope. So let me let me press play on the album. Started listening to it. Had no intention of listening to a Meg Thee Stallion album. Didn't know that it even came out until Steve texted me about it. But I say all that to say that I listened to the project. I thought it was decent for what it was, for what she's trying to do, where she's at in the rap game. I said that to Steve and he flew off the deep end. He said, (laughs) he said that bitch is irrelevant. She like, she's going to have, Oh wait, hold on. I'm going to the text messages. Cause, cause I, I I have, I I have it here. I have it in your words. Yeah. I said, she's going to be gone in five years. I didn't say she was irrelevant. I said to Steve, I listened to the album, it's not that bad. She just probably needs an A and R. And Steve said, An A and R can't save her. She was born to make fast food. 
that bitch won't be around in five years and no one will remember her or care. She's got no classics. <laughs> and and, then, and then, 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 then he went on to say, um, I think the beast is going to manufacture another femme robot <laughs> and toss her back to the projects where she belongs. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in, in hearing that, you would think that, you know, Meg dropped one of the worst pieces of shit that you've ever heard. Um, like I said, I listened to the album. It's like 15 tracks. I thought about a good 10 of them were acceptable. Um, not something that I'm going to keep in the rotation, but she had a key a song on there with Key Glock that I thought was cool. The the Southside Freestyle featuring Sauce and them was cool. The intro NDA was cool. She had a couple tracks where she discussed her um the past couple of years and the things that she's gone through with like the deaths of her parents and different things, which I thought, you know, probably weren't the best structured songs, but I was I was glad to see that she finally started rapping about something aside from treating niggas like an ATM. So all all in all I said, you know, the project was like a six, seven out of ten for what rap is in 2022. But Steve couldn't accept that. He thinks that Meg is gonna be irrelevant in a couple of years. He's been he's been saying this since she came out. So this isn't the one four flat. But I'm gonna clear out the lane so you can explain this shit to the people. Well, Steve. well look, uh, I'll say this. I say a lot of stream of conscious things. Uh, that that does sound like a bit of overreaction attitude. Spitting it back to you, I'm like, wow, this is a bit harsh. But what, what I'll say is this, right? Because I, I kind of went back, broke down the album a little bit more, and on, on the second, kind of skimming through it, I was like, you know, it's not that bad. Like you're correcting your assessment in regards to what it is and what hip hop is today. I would just say this: I think Megan Thee Stallion is just a poorly written character. Like, I I don't think you can exuberate all of these all of this level of dominance and then now it's like like even the 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 tracks where she's trying to be vulnerable it's like it's it's cartoonish it's like I'm a bad bitch but I have bad anxiety it's like what the fuck does that even mean like because I went back to sit back and listen to like some of the albums that I thought were really great and how like they those uh, artists really kind of crafted their persona in their intro right like because you're a movie buff. So, you know, when you're, so when you watch a movie, right, there's certain aspects of uh, the character that you're introduced to in the, in the first act, in which, you know, the second or third act, you would be like, okay, there's certain flaws that this character is going to have to be tested through, like, almost like that turning point, right, the, the quote unquote, come to Jesus moment, right, the, when the rubber meets the road. So I kind of went back and listened to certain other albums where, uh, you know, I kind of saw that where it's like, you know, Biggie ready to die. It's like, you know, back in the days, he's kind of setting you up to why he's going to be this, you know, demon for all this, for all the, uh, th this entire time, right? It's like, you know, back in the days, our parents used to take care of us. Look at them now. They even fucking scared of us. And then by the middle of the album, right? By the middle of the act, you know, the, the, what the second or third act, he's going through the everyday struggle. It's not just like, you know, I have empathy for the fact that I have to wake up and, and sell drugs and kill things and all this type of stuff. Right, so uh, I'll take before before you go any further, yeah. um, is it even fair to compare this shit to Ready to Die? I'm, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you why you know 
what I think the flaws of the album is or what, the, what I think the flaws of her persona is. That's so, what I'm talking so about. What I, what I said to you when, when you know, you went off the handle with some of the shit you were saying, <laughs> I, I, I said, well, Steve, you listen to a lot of Future and Megan Thee Stallion. I was just going to get to that. So I said that Megan Thee Stallion talks about all of the same shit that Future talks about. She just talks about it from a female perspective. So for you to say that the music is so trash and all this, it just came off as a bias to me. So what, what was your response to that? Okay, so when I look at if we're comparing this to like a DS2, like DS2 has some of the most memorable trap music of its time. It's like, like where's the stick talk on this? Like where's the where's the trap niggas on this? Like you know the like the the I'm not gonna like. I still listen to those songs from time to time. Like, I don't think that the, the catchiness of what he was making around that time is like, you know, it's, it's not the same thing. But I, I would say too, you know, future where you saw him grow as an artist, he made a, a track like uh, he made an album like Hendrix, where it's like, like I mentioned with that, the uh, you know, okay, we'll we'll take it out of the ready to die. But it's like, you know, future starts out with my collection. You know, and then by the, the mid act of the album, it's like, you know, all this dope in the system. I knew he was gonna turn on. So, you know, it, I'm just saying it's like when you talk about like art, it's like, you know, this shit that she's making is cool, but this shit ain't really art like that. Like it's, you know, it's some fast food on it. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's a nice little snack. Yeah, I, but I also said to you that, you know, Megan Thee Stallion did not make this album for 30-year-old black men. Um, and I knew that before I pressed play on it. So her content didn't disturb my soul in the same way that it disturbed you, where you were just like, no, no, no. Like, I, I disagree with the character and all of this. Like, I didn't look at it that deeply. All, all I said was, you know, for her to be a female rapper from Houston that's, you know, popular and is 27 years old with a nice body and all of that type of shit. This is what I expected the album to sound like, and for what she's doing and who and who she markets her music to, it's fine. to To say that she's gonna to say that she's gonna be irrelevant in five years, I think is just wildly inaccurate. Like there, there's right. no indication of her slowing down. If anything, she's becoming more popular, and you know, probably a better rapper. Um, I'm not saying that she's pushing towards elite level MCing or anything like that, but she's a better rapper than a couple of albums ago, like some of the shit that that uh I had heard from her. So like for for this album to be a step forward for her and her career and the level that she's at, in my opinion, I was just surprised that your reaction was so harsh and I was just like, Yeah, you sound a little biased, man. Because you're not supposed to like this shit. You're not supposed to ride around and listen to hands on my knees twerking on some thought shit like that's not for you but <laughs> for what she does this is fine like there is no thotty yadi 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 like like now that's just like you know objective garbage there's nothing that bad on this album like like the shit that she's doing on this album it's fine like you know, for for her for you to say that they're they're building a fembot to replace her in less than two years, I, I just think is asinine, to be honest. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens in another five years. I mean, you know, these female artists they age like running backs, 
and, and to me, this is like Derrick Henry style running. It's like I'm just gonna collide into niggas for fucking uh, two hours and see what happens. So well, Cardi B hey, still out here. So so how do you explain that? Well, uh, what was the last time she made an album? Also, too, like I, like Cardi B is slightly different. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, it, like you said, this shit ain't for me. So uh, <laughs> like, what do we want me to do? I'm just, I'm just, I gave a little analysis in regards to, you know, my opinion and where she's lacking artistically. And, you know, we keep it at that. But, I mean, if the bitch is around in five years, good for her. I don't give a fuck about her. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, you know. So, so is, is that you admitting that you're wrong? I don't think I'm wrong. I mean, like you know, if you, if you like it, I love it. But uh, I'm just saying, I'm just. I didn't I'm, even I, say I, I, I like a, it. Like, like I said, I'm not gonna listen I'm to a, this album again. I, I, all I, I said was, it's not anywhere near as bad as you're saying it is, and I, I don't, I don't think you're being objective. But we, we can. Move I think I'm being objective. I, because I, I don't even remember half of the music I listened to. But like I said, like when I listened to it on the second time, I was like, okay, maybe I'm. Being a little bit harsh, but like no, like I said, you know, overall she she's a she's a relatively two dimensional character. Not, not too much to that. So like you know, if, you, if they could squeeze another five years out of that, out of making this uh, type of album, you know, over and over again, you know, shout out to them, shout out to her and her team. Yeah, I, I don't see I why she. I, 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 don't, I don't see why she wouldn't be able to milk more of her career out of out of this because there's a lot of rappers that pretty much every rapper does the same shit they come to every yeah. album with the same fucking persona and all of that and it's over and over again that that's why i i guess my thing was i didn't get why the meg thing was such a problem for you because i'm like she's doing the exact same thing that everybody else does like what's, you, you, what's you put out a tape of, you put off you put out a tape of mid and your yeah. your core likes it and it's not hard to make a hit nowadays. So there's going to be a couple hits. Like the song that she has on there with Lotto is probably going to get played a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, too, I, you know what? This is, this is me, too, because I'd be forgetting that, like, rap is different. But I also kind of wonder, like, why Meg hasn't really tried to do the crossover. Like, you saw Nikki do the super bass. Like, I wonder when Meg and the Stiles going to try to get one of those, like, super bass type of joints. That's, that's on this album, Steve. Where like you you were just like you went into the album with an opinion and you didn't really pay attention to what you were listening to. Because no, no. she has a house track on there and she has a track on there with Dua Lipa. Like that's the shit yeah. for the crossover. Like that's what I'm saying for like for Megan Thee Stallion, where she's Sorry at in her career and the shit that she's and the fan base that she's making it for, this is the exact album to make. And 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 service those fucking people. Like, no, she's not gonna be irrelevant in two years. Like, yeah, no, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. You're like, you're very incorrect about that. But well, you know, that's that's what the podcast is for—to discuss, debate, and things of that nature. So, this has been the Last Men Potting. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope that you tell your friends. Because we're trying to build a movement over here. And we'll be back next week for all new episodes. Thank you for listening.